Hello, welcome to our very first podcast called... The Only Way is Ethics. The Only Way is Ethics. That was Mark's idea. It's such a clever play. And if we could play the play. music from Only Way is Ethics. It's such a clever play on words. I'm so proud of you. Well, do you remember there used to be a series on TV presented by Miriam Stoppard, was it? Heart of the Matter. I used to like listening to on the radio. Heart of the Matter. Do you remember? But what Heart the... of the Matter, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I used There's to There's a documentary that. series on BBC yeah. which would always look into ethical issues, usually yes. with a bit of a religious kind of spin on it. But, um... But yeah, I just thought in this very troubling age, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, on Loose Women, you often talk about things that in the contemporary life, in tech and in relationships and things are so complicated and stressful and anxious laden that it would be, it's quite rich pickings for, for hitting oh ethical issues every minute of the day. Every day. You know. By the way, if you're listening to this on iTunes and you've never listened to any of our other podcasts, you won't know that we that we actually record these from our home. So yeah. that strange tap, tap, tap you can hear. In the dogs. It's our dogs. Yeah. And the is our daughter in the shower. Yeah. So um, it's Family the only life way carries on. with our very busy life that we can get these podcasts out. Family life do, carries on. Is if we do them at the kitchen table. Yeah, so. absolutely. And we have a little family of um, uh, podcasts. You'll probably see Confessions of a Modern Parent. There's uh, How to Stay Married so far, which you've just about, we've just about hung in there. So go and check them out, because I know that when you go on iTunes, it suggests other ones. And of course, our movie reviews are beginning to go up there too. So, uh, But yeah, anyway, ethics. But you've got quite a good one, haven't you, today on this? Quite well, a shocking I have. one. I have. And it's all about sperm. Bloody hell. My sperm? Or just sperm? Anyone's. Right, okay. Immediately YouTube's Um, shut us down. (laughs) Um, And... Okay, fire fire your first shot then. (laughs) Well, why this interests me is I think... Don't hold back. That I think... (laughs) My attitude... It's one of these things that when you grow up, you have a completely different idea. Right. I was so, you know, sure of what I thought years ago and probably talked about it on Loose Women 20 years ago. Right. Absolutely full of myself. And actually, I have... You know, very much my mind has been changed. Um, and this is all about the ethics around getting pregnant mm. without your partner knowing. Ooh. The case, and there's lots of juicy cases that I've been look, reading this Whoa. morning on the internet. That's there's the case of the woman who um, her boyfriend and her had had sex. He'd gone to the toilet. He came back out of the loo right. to find her trying to impregnate herself with the contents of the condom. Oh my god! Yeah, another fabulous. Why is it that I immediately tried to imagine how difficult that must have been? It's not difficult. Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. Um, and then another case, this is actually in America, and actually it, 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 it is a man suing his partner because she came off the pill without him knowing, became pregnant. He wanted her to have an abortion. Um, and basically, in court, in America, yeah. once you have ejaculated, that sperm is then a gift. Oh, right. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, that's what it says. It's, a, it's, a, it's a piece I've read in the So it no longer belongs so, to I mean, you. I don't know if that's still the case, because this is quite an old... Um, and what we found this morning, looking around, it's actually really hard to find out what the law is. We couldn't find out what the law is in the UK. Well, no, no but, but that would infer or suggest that having a child is a gift from each of you. That would also infer that the ovum 
wants out of the body and in the form of a child as a gift from the woman. Well, I mean, the, the, the lawyer... Itself well, is a on, curious on concept. ...fighting on behalf of the woman in that case, yeah. her, her, her um, defence was... Uh, she actually says, she could, my, my client could not have stolen Mr Wallace's sperm because he surrendered any right of possession when he transferred it during voluntary sexual intercourse. The sperm was, in fact, in inverted commas, a gift. Wow. Um, talk, she also said, talk about, talk about a whiner. Oh, my God, don't you just love American law? Oh, I thought you were going to say talk about a wino. <laughs> he was a wino. She also says that his case is baseless. If he was so adamant, why didn't he use a condom? This is about a man who just does not want to accept his sexual responsibility. Um, she said if his argument prevails, there would be a flood of litigations. If right. fathers could evade their responsibilities by blaming the mothers for failing to use birth control. Wow, so that's a whole nother section because, yeah, wow. if you really want to be really sure, and men should always use a condom anyway because of all the Yeah, but this chap who comes diseases. out of the toilet and finds his girlfriend pouring the contents. Well, that's a different one. This girl had, had stopped taking the pill. So there's just loads to talk about. Here. So, yeah, ethically. So, ethically. ethically. Okay, well, I have a little bit of skin in the game on this one. I, mm. One of the probably the most major crunch points in a past relationship for me and, and led to it coming to an end. Mm was when, at a particularly grisly point in the relationship, it was revealed to me that... You were both pissed. Yeah, that my then-girlfriend partner had come off the pill. Yeah. Um, without telling me. And I remember feeling an extraordinary sense of anger. Yeah. And her answer... Chi-Chi! That's our dog scratching. Sorry. And her answer was, um, well, if you want to be absolutely certain, so likewise, you should use a condom. And I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. We're in a relationship. There has to be a degree of trust. If you are in a relationship, you know, not a one-night stand. Mm. I mean, I agree. If you're in a one-night stand situation or if you are routinely promiscuous and you don't want to use condoms, you have to go in triplicate, probably with contractual agreements and yeah. uh, NDAs and yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah. You need to go kind of legally mm. fortressed into that situation. The problem with that is that most people who are promiscuous and all those things are, are the least administrative people on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> they go out on Friday yeah. night and they just do what they do. Um, but if you're in a... So, okay, so, well, let me go back to that. Finish yeah. this story because it's interesting. Well, no, so, so at that point, it completely changed the hue of my relationship. I thought that I've, all those words that you think happen to other people, like entrapment and, and uh, you know, sort of manipulation and, and deceit and... And just, and I felt slightly trapped by the fact that I felt like, you know, I'm not saying, saying for a minute I have been honourable in all my relationships with women. I absolutely haven't. And I've struggled with that as a, as a sort of well-meaning, feminist, brought-up bloke. And I take ownership on those, on those issues. But I did struggle with what I thought, what are the rights of the woman here? And what are my rights here, actually? This, you know, I have a right to assume that if I'm having unprotected sex and someone is using a form of contraception, I have a right, don't I, to trust that that contraception is being used and maintained if that's what I've been told? I would absolutely say yes. And I think that this yes. lawyer was scurrilous in, the, in what she said. They were in a long-term relationship. Mm. There would have been discussion about, about what contraception they were going to yeah, yeah. use, I presume. And of course, surely if you're in a long-term relationship and one of you is on the pill or in the, on the coil, it'd be like, you know, <clears throat> you know, I was on the coil for years, wasn't it? Mm. I just can't imagine just going and having my coil no. taken out and not telling you. 
I mean, I suppose it would be different if you're in a marriage or if you're in a long-term relationship, don't necessarily have to be married, and you know that your partner wants to have a child mm. and keeps just like putting it off and is very nervous and worried about it, but you knew deep down they did want a baby and they would probably be over the moon if you got pregnant. The and they itself just is still a gamble. It's still a gamble, but if I'm honest... Say it was us, and I was thinking, oh, God, I know he's going to absolutely love it and he's going to want it. Right. I'm feeling a bit bad about this. I think I would have... Gone with it. Yeah, and yet I am standing here when you're telling that story with a certain sense of moral judgment and and standing on high ground thinking, how could you do that? Because I think you're right. I think it's terribly unfair to a man to say, well, you might have been in a relationship, you might have been on a pill, but you should have used a condom as well. That, Mm. That... that's not fair. Well, yeah, because otherwise the only sort of guarantee is that you walk around your entire life that you think you know and are confident about. I'm not talking about being a promiscuous philanderer at this point. I'm talking about feeling like you're in, in a relationship. relationship. Otherwise you have to walk around in a hermetically sealed body condom just to be sure. I mean, do you know what I mean? Condom at the ready! Condom, uh, just to stress to those watching, I have valiantly taken the shot that's making me look utterly hideous in contrast and Nadia is in the most beautifully lit Sure. I'm just noticing that my iris is going up and down. No, for the for you on iTunes, it doesn't matter. But for me, I'm looking at it going, who the fuck's that? <laughs> um, so, but in what instance is, okay. is it Can right? Can I just ask you yeah. one thing? Just because I don't want to forget it, that you mentioned in there, you said, you know, the sort of person that goes out on a Friday night, mm. da, da, da. You were also that person. I was also that person. And, and, and what would have been, have been your rights then? You didn't use a condom, you're drunk, you're chaotic, you have sex with somebody, she has a child. Is she wrong to have that child? Well, isn't that where this kind of ethical conversation starts to get interesting? Because say, and there were many situations, say I'm a young professional, I'm out in the town, I meet another young professional woman, we're both out in the town, kind of take a liking to each other, we both head back, we both have sex, and I'm just taking as granted her assurance that she's on, on the pill. No, that, no, that, no, 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 okay, so You're say... You're already wrong. No, 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 but say that's what I've done. Yeah. But she said she is. Yeah. But she's not, because on that evening she's thinking, you know what, I'm shipping for sperm here. Yeah. And... Which is good, because there have been, there are articles out there about what sure. I would like to call the sperm raider. It's every she's man... come out on purpose to get pregnant. As the sperm raider, that's quite yeah. something, isn't it? It's like almost what the title of a film. Well... I'm sure lots of other men, any men watching us, I don't think any men do watch us, but if any sort of men that do watch us, it's every man's worst nightmare. We're not bad enough that they'd put a condom on. No, and to this day, if I'm brutally, brutally honest, I couldn't guarantee that there wouldn't be a knock on the door. Oh, my God. And I don't mean that in a... But I mean that insofar as every circumstance that I was in, I had a guarantee from someone that, that we were fine, but... As we rightly know, it wasn't necessarily the guarantee. No, absolutely. And that isn't something I'm proud of. But Well, I remember when I was working with you, we were on location, and you went off with this girl, and you were drunk, and you didn't remember two days later that you'd been off with her. Right. <laughs> well, that's another story. No, but you did. But, you did but, but in that circumstance... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Where would that girl stand if yeah. she had no. sperm raided you... No, no, but no, because... I know. Well, let's not forget, it's the gift that keeps on giving. What? Sperm. Mark, don't be disgusted. No, but that's what they said, isn't it? It's a gift. Yeah. Legally, it's a gift. Yeah. No, but at that point, who... If a woman is going out on a night out and she's scoring sperm raiding, for, for want of a better expression, from some muppet like me, mm. 
and I'm not to know anymore, I'm none the wiser. I'm presuming, is the ethical question in this, is that necessarily wrong? Yeah, this is the question. What is I, the ethical question so that we're, I am we're now, so like, rubbing I am up woman, against? I've gone to have a fertility test. I have a couple of eggs left. Shit. Right? Yeah, I'm already stressed. I'm not a bad person, no, but it's been my good. life stream to have a child. Mm. Okay, just put yourself in that position. We're not talking about some yeah. nasty, malicious no, intent. This is a person desperate for a baby, mm. right? She goes out, this woman, uh, to a club, meets a guy like you. Really nice looking, can dance. Yeah, nice looking, can dance. It's like got a problem with alcohol. Let me finish. Yeah. It's got a problem with alcohol. Right. And is up for a night. Doesn't really care. Yeah. The girl's told her, told him that she's on the pill. Yeah. What does it matter? He yeah. wants to get his end away. He's a good time. Right? Yeah. That She knows what she's doing. She yeah. stayed a little yeah. more sober because she wants a baby. He seems like a really nice guy. He's an intelligent guy. He's sure. looking. This could be a father for my baby. She has sex. He has a great time. She doesn't really. She just wants a baby. He you never know. Off. She might. <laughs> she might. He buggers off. She gets that long, long for child. And of course, I'm being a little facetious here because yes. I'm setting up the woman as the perfect person. Sure. Because I think that that's a more difficult argument. She has that baby. Right. 20 years ago, mm. I would have said, good on her. Yeah. So what? So what? He doesn't know. Let's just pause 20 years ago. Can you run through and I'll do an edit, darling? We're just going to edit because Maddie's coming from the bathroom. All right, sweet. So, tw 20 years Hang ago. Oh, 20 years ago, I would have said, mm, it's a little bit dodge, but my God, my heart was breaking for her. I'm in a similar position. You know, I'm getting older now. I'm kind of realizing that I probably won't have any children. I get what she did. Would you have considered it yourself? No, absolutely not. Because when I was getting older mm. and thinking, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm not having children. Because for me, it has never been mm. a desire of mine to have a child on my own. Sure. So it's, child for child sex. No, no, no. no I, I always just wanted a child with somebody else. So I right. was more, I'm not, because I've been with plenty of partners mm. before that had all said, let's have a baby. Let's have, mm. And I said, no, because it, they had to be the right person. Mm. So, but just because I didn't, wouldn't have done that, I just, you know, I would, I always took, 20 years ago, I only ever saw everything from anything from a woman's perspective. Right. Totally, ignorantly, one track, blinkered, I'm a woman's woman, mm. and I was just, whip, and I had, in a way, I was a really, really sexist woman. I was mm. a very sexist woman. Mm. I didn't really connect men and feelings. I was a real madam when it came to men. Whereas my girlfriends was just like every single emotion they had. I, you know what? That's a, One that's of the things that really think. changed me in that was you and, well, growing up, but also seeing the pain and anguish and agony that you had first and not knowing your father and second being estranged from your daughters because of the archaic mm. um, laws system. on um, access i.e the man is always proven is always guilty until proven innocent mm. 
And it just really started to change. I thought, my God, I actually felt ashamed mm. at the weight of my sexist attitudes towards men and fatherhood and all of that. So, and also the desperate need, because I would also have said 20 years ago, well, the kid will be fine, they've got a great mum, they don't need to know mm. their dad. But knowing you and knowing the anguish that you've had mm. from not knowing your father and not having a relationship with your father, it's thrown all of that out of the bag, mm. out of the water. Out, out of the, the ship, out of the, the, out of the bath, even out of the bath, even the bed. Um, yeah, so it's really difficult for me now. So because I've seen the pain of the childless woman. Yeah, and I'm seeing the pain of the estranged father. But the if the but if the man, ever. yeah, I mean, if, but let's go back to the hypothetical of me out clubbing with the woman that you've just described, who's had a mediocre fun night with me, but has got <laughs> what she wants. Um, she, to all intents and purposes. If she was to go off and live her life and have that child, no one's necessarily any the wiser, are they? I mean, no. you know, and to that extent. Now, I can see that that becomes quite a compelling argument. Well, if nobody knows, nobody needs to know. Yeah. But, and this is a huge but, I'm going to just scroll back a little bit. Being... And I suppose also what you've got out of that, and the, the man has behaved irresponsibly. Yes. Yes. So he's kind of put himself in, he's left himself vulnerable. Yes, I mean, I think any man, well, if I'm honest, I think, I think any sexual intercourse with virtual strangers or people that you meet when you're out and alcohol's involved is dangerous on so many levels. Mm. I mean, it's dangerous not on a, forget the consensual side of it and what we're talking about now, but the whole, but the whole consensual side, you yeah. know, it becomes, it, it's, it's a minefield. minefield. It's a minefield. Um, but, but just scrolling back just a bit, because I could sort of see how that would be a compelling argument. And in fact, I've had female friends or female colleagues who have been in that category, who I've sensed, but haven't necessarily told me they were shopping for sperm. But there was a sort of sense, you know, our business, our industry generates a lot of very strong women who, for what, because they're busy and they're strident and they're, they're journalists and all that kind of stuff, almost there isn't room for the relationship required in order to sort of have the intimacy to have the children. And so I remember, I'm not going to name them obviously, but I remember one woman who, when I think back, I think, actually, that's probably what she was doing. Um, but I remember when I, was, when I was at film school, I made a graduation film about being the child of a gay parent. And in that, I've interviewed a lot of the first generation of artificially inseminated children to lesbians. All right. Um, there were about three or three of them, I think, I featured them. It was all our own shared. It was way before Video Diaries self-referential documentary. It was an authored documentary. And, um, and within that, the one thread that came through was that the lesbian, um, uh, what do they call, not the donor, but the recipient of the donor, mm. the, the, you know, the, the women who... host. Yeah, the host, the lesbian in the partnership that had, had given birth to these artificially inseminated babies. The mother. Yeah, was fine. Yeah, but that's a, you can't just call her the mother because in a lesbian relationship, it's more complicated right, than that. Right, okay. Um, they were absolutely fine about it. But what crept out in the testimony of these children was... They weren't fine about it. Oh, God. They were proud of their parents' sexuality. They were fine with their parents' sexuality. And I think even their own, you know, they were even comfortable with their own issues around their own sexuality. But what they weren't comfortable with, and this is where I connected with them massively, mm. was not knowing and not having the capacity to know who their father was. Mm. And I think at that point... So just an, is, is there just an inherent need to know that. I think there instinct. is. I, yeah. think there's a, I think there's a fundamental human itch. It's an existential itch. Now, I've made contact with my father on a couple of occasions. But and if I've... it's an existential itch, right, 
to the point where you would rather not be here? I than think for leave some the question unanswered. Well, I would You've go. Still so got life. Well, I mean, I always remember there. I mean, I'm not wishing to go off on a diversion, but not knowing my father almost puts me in an equivalent position to, you know, as I say, I've met him twice, and for my own particularly personal reasons, I decided it wasn't a relationship that I wanted to have. Um, and I felt for many years of my life like I may, you know, my father may as well have been a donor because didn't know him, never saw him, had no relationship. He made no attempt to contact me. He didn't want to know me, all that kind of stuff. You cannot, unless you don't know one half of where you come from, you can't explain to anyone what a lack that is in yourself. You can't explain to anyone that actually when you look in a mirror, you don't know who and what you come from. You don't even know who or what you are on a physical level. You're looking for evidence of things all the time. It's a very strange experience. Now, I'm sure with my brain, I take it to a sort of yeah, you know, nth degree. degree. But I would go so far as to say that for some people, it's really corrosive to mental health, uh, to their mental health and their ability to sustain relationships. But still better to have life than not to be I'm healthy. sure better it's to have... It's manageable. It's probably manageable, but I don't necessarily think that... And so what came out in this film was this idea that, yes, it probably is the right thing for the parents, but I think we often think what's the right thing for the parents, but actually within all this sort of, you know, having babies and artificial insemination, very little thought about what is actually right for the children Mm. that are going to come into this world. Mm. You know, what kind of a life are they going to have? Are they going to have all sorts of, you know, I mean, if you don't have a life, it's not like you've killed anyone. You haven't created possibly a huge problem. It's not about not having life or having life. Until you've had life, there's no even concept of you being alive. So, so I just think it becomes really complicated in that sense. So, 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 yeah, so it's important that we talk about it from the child's point of view because obviously that's what happens in the end. But I'm, I am interested in also, what, what interests me is the, the ethics, not so much the end result sure. as in the baby, but what is that woman doing to you the yeah. man when she steals your sperm what i I've, I've it's one of those things that i find really difficult to put myself in the position well i mean you're you know looking at it legally from what the american the sort of the precedent that's been set in these american cases but once you ejaculate it is no longer yours which is a strange concept. So, so, so it, I suppose the way I could imagine it is if I'm lying asleep and uh, somebody knocks me out with general anaesthetic and takes an egg. Yes. <laughs> with that egg, how would I feel about my egg? Yeah. Being taken and being made into a baby somewhere else. Yeah. Terrific. I mean, I'd be fascinated to know how women would feel if somehow there was the technology for men to take your ovum. And then, tell, and then tell you it was a gift. Thank you very much. I'll have that. I know. I think it would be a very different set of circumstances. <laughs> I think you'd it? have a, a, a rabid set of women saying, what the hell are you talking about? I know. I'm worried that this is actually a very sexist attitude, again, that I have here. I don't think it's a sexist attitude. I think, I think it, is. I think that, it evolves that... from the idea of the sanctity of life. And I think it evolves from... The, and this is where it becomes quite an interesting ethical question. It evolves from the idea that fundamentally life starts... Well, does it though? Life doesn't start with the woman. And this is again another sort of received myth. Life starts with, you need both elements. Yeah, you do. Life starts in my bollocks, actually. Mark, <laughs> what did you have to say? <laughs> no, but no, it doesn't. No, no, of course it, it doesn't. Absolutely but I mean, doesn't. but the point being is, is, no, but you often hear. Life starts at conception. Well, life does start at conception. So it, in that sense, it's an entirely equal thing. But let's, let's, let's accept that it's not entirely equal because. 
one half of that equation is also going to be the person who has to go through the absolutely fucking life-changing experience <laughs> of giving birth to the thing. So that's, and I think that's where, in a curious way, given how sexist so many things are, in a, in a weird way, that's how everything does tip towards the woman. Thank God something's tipped a woman's way, women's way, woman's way, a woman's yeah. way. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there was a, that poster in my in the flat which said all men are potential rapists. And I remember saying to my mum, oh, for God's sake, you know, aren't God, your mum was heavy. I, I mean, I was only about eight. Aren't oh. all men? I didn't even know what potential men, but doesn't that mean all people could be killers too? You know, it's like, it doesn't really mean anything. So you could argue, you know, aren't all, you know, you don't want to encourage men, to, should men think that all women are potential sperm raiders or, you know, I mean, otherwise, you're going to sort of have to encourage all men. The only way to be certain is to go out in a hermetically sealed condom. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so if I had, I, I mean, I think it's more telling is that if I had a, a son, what would, I, what would my advice be to him in terms of going out and potentially being entrapped? And it would have to be probably in this day and age is, is, is make sure you're entirely covered in late, not latex, that's wrong, entirely covered in, what's Durex, what's it made of? Latex. It's not later. Rubber. 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 That is the same Make thing. sure you're in a human condom. <laughs> Unless you're in a long long term relationship. But then even in a long term relationship, you've just said if you were married to me, you might have entrapped me. No, I wouldn't have entrapped, entrapped you. Entrapped. There's no way no, no, if no, somebody no. was saying to me, I don't want a baby, yeah. and I, I wouldn't have done that. But knowing that you did, I mean like knowing myself, you know, I was just kept being too scared to have a baby. I'm not yeah, ready, yeah, yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. In that sort of situation. But I but I'm not Excusing that, I still think it would be wrong. Right. I mean, okay, so we've talked about the situation where somebody traps somebody with no intention whatsoever yeah. of ever telling them or ever asking them for anything. What about when somebody entraps somebody, mm. steals their sperm, and then turns around and takes them to court for child maintenance? So suddenly a person has not only got a child that they didn't want, but they've also got to pay out whatever it is a month to mm. for the next 18 years where do you think the law should stand on that well i, I just think it's, inc it's so difficult to well, it's know, incredibly it? difficult to know and also i mean kind of tickles at the edge of what's possibly another only way as ethics chat which is to what extent in a situation say when someone's got pregnant and they want an abortion to what extent should the man's wishes be embraced at all because if it's a, so if it's hard. a gift that's another whole it, no no but let's just go with this logic that it's a gift okay well it's a gift and you've given me a gift too of an ovum so we've both given gifts they just happen to be in your body then yeah. presumably we both have some say do we not on whether and i mean that in yeah. both directions yeah. on either having an abortion or not having an abortion well let's save that because i don't no, that think that's a really good we'll do that as another another yeah. episode but i but i this is so complicated. It's so complicated. I would so feel for the guy. I didn't. I wanted to be young, free, and single. I didn't want a baby, and yeah. I didn't want to be paying five hundred pound a month. But the problem is, is if the law falls on the side of a man in that situation, how often could a man use yeah. that to get out of paying any? Oh, I agree. Any maintenance, and they might have had a relationship where they just were irresponsible. Yeah. It's so difficult. It's so difficult, and you know, let's not beat around the bush. There are scurrilous men who are just wanted to Lent. get their end. You know, well, more than there are. I hate to say. And, you know, they are wanted to get their end away. They are going to dovetail between the sort of ambiguous, well, I didn't, well, I did, well, yeah. I didn't. And it's easy to do all of that. God. But then there are also people who are also, not innocent, you can't say innocently, but, you know, like me, naively, not wanting to hurt anyone, but naively having fun. Other girls naively having fun, having fun together. And then, God forbid, you know, pregnancy happens. You know, it, you know, 
I suppose all I'm saying is that if we're doing... Let's say rather naively, foolishly. Foolishly, exactly. Because everybody from about 12 years old knows how you get pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. And we could, but the thing is about youth is you can be foolish. At any age, we can all be foolish. We yeah. can all make mistakes. But I think that's a very different yeah, question yeah, yeah. here to somebody but consciously going out and stealing somebody's sperm. I personally feel it's wrong. I don't feel there's any set of circumstances yeah. in which it's right. Because if you are that woman who's that desperate, go to a sperm bank. That's, I mean, there are facilities yeah. to do yeah. it in a way yeah. that are organised, monitored, yeah. you know, regulated. They'll have. Because of course, it's extremely dangerous. You're then having unprotected sex with are. somebody you don't know what they might STDs, have. What they might have. STDs. You don't know what their DNA AIDS, history is. A, I mean, don't forget, you know, a, yeah. you're more likely to get AIDS now as a as a Absolutely. as a woman. You know, heterosexuals are more likely yeah. to get AIDS now than yeah. than homosexuals. And, and you know, sperm banks do and, all of that screening for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they I do, do the screening, yeah. So that would be my advice. I think if you, you know, but you know, if you're a bloke but who it costs finds money, huh? I suppose that's why sometimes people are going to yeah, do. Yeah, I guess so. That all costs money. But what do you guys think? Is there ever a set of circumstances in which it's right? And I think you're getting the tone of what this all uh, only ways ethics is going to be like, which is. We're probably never going to have any answers. We're going to bumble no. way our th way through. We want to start gonna, conversations, and we'll also try and be as honest as we can, bringing in our own experiences. And as Mark has, you know, today, which is uh, but throw up some of your own. Not don't throw up because that would be messy and it would go all over your keypad. Um, but throw up some thoughts and ideas for your own ethics. I mean, I think we've already stumbled across one about around abortion yeah, and, and that sort that. of thing. But, you know, things like euthanasia. Yeah. And, you know, an interesting conversation we had the other day was about whether you should control the number of children that people have. Is it irresponsible to have more? Should some oh, people God, be disallowed yeah. from having more than one child? You know, well, they say that it, kind of stuff. Say it's one of the biggest... I mean, well, after, we keep talking after about cows, emissions... Yeah, we, we, we need to, we I need feel to a think bit about the amount of people on the planet. I feel but anyway, bit, we can stop no, no, going into it. Can I just it, say, then? I feel a bit sorry for cows. They're getting it in the neck or in the udder, when in fact we're producing far more of us. We're the biggest carbon fuel. Yeah, mm. poor cows. Anyway, <sighs> only way is ethics. Thank you for Subscribe, joining us. Subscribe, like, do whatever. Put lots of comments and we'll uh, read them. Yeah, and um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, really do give our other podcasts a listen, How to Stay Married So Far, The Popcorn Junkies, Movie yeah. Club, and our Confessions of a Modern Parent. We're really, st we're really, really starting that. to get our groove a bit yeah, with yeah, that yeah. now. I think we were a bit scared with it at the beginning because yeah. we, well, well it's just It looks like it's gaining traction yeah, with you guys really as well, is. which is nice. And I think there's so many of us out there struggling. Mm. Again, we're only coming from it from the angle of two parents struggling to find the yeah. right answers, not with advice. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us as ever. And uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, you can pop over to YouTube and see how awful Mark looks in that That's light and how just, fabulous I look I mean, in this look one. Look at this light. <laughs> it's horrendous. <laughs>